0: what up y'all welcome to the empowering real talk podcast it's your girl keisha of upgraded mindsets and i created this platform to bring awareness resource and solution to negative and hindering behaviors plaguing our individual selves and our communities some of these topics can be uncomfortable but in order for us to grow individually and as a whole these conversations are necessary Follow your girl on all streaming platforms. Make sure you subscribe to the Empowering Real Talk YouTube channel and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Empowering Real Talk podcast. It is your girl, Coach K. Woods, coming back with another dope session, y'all. Before we get started, you know what I'm going to ask. Please make sure you are subscribing to the YouTube channel if you are looking at our lovely faces. But if you are listening to the podcast, make sure you are streaming on all streaming platforms. So make sure you sign up, favorite, on your streaming platform. Um, I definitely appreciate the support you guys. It's been an amazing year um, and it don't stop. You know, we're going to keep flowing. On right into things um, I have another special guest with me today um, I'm gonna let her introduce herself hello hello how are you
1: I'm doing great coach K thanks so much for having me on
0: thank you so much for being here um, let my audience know who you are and what you do
1: absolutely so uh, I'm a family physician by training but I all the time I was in high school college medical school I was yo-yo dieting and struggling with body Mm. image. So I took that right into my medical practice and was really surprised to hear how many other people also struggled with food and body image. And I began to think that maybe what we've been doing all these years really wasn't working. Mm
0: -hmm. So I made a
1: huge shift. I have been working in the area of mindful eating for over 20 years now. So I help people heal their relationship with food and their body. I have a website called amihungry.com. We offer all kinds of free articles and little courses and things. And I also do coaching and I run support communities and I keynote speak. And I have a book series called Eat What You Love, Love What You Eat. So like you, in any way that I can share this message, any way I can help people, Uh, i'm all about it and that's why i'm here today
0: thank you so much and i love it because that is definitely um what my podcast is all about you know bring your resource and solutions to those uncomfortable conversations and you know Eating is an uncomfortable conversation because um, as I have, you know, struggled through the years, definitely, you know, with being, you know, obese, because I'll, I'll use the clinical term today. But, um, you know, um, just being that girl, you know, definitely being bullied, you know, for being a big girl, you know, back in school and things like that. Um, I never paid attention to what I ate. I just ate just because, you know, just because it was what I wanted to do. Um, you know, as a child, I'm definitely not thinking about dieting or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so it's definitely, um, I'm definitely grateful to have this conversation with you today.
1: Glad to be here. I, I, I don't think you're alone. And honestly, in the work that I do, it kind of doesn't matter what your body size is. Really in our culture. We, there is this one standard that everybody is supposed to aspire to, and that if you don't fit that standard, then your body is somehow wrong. And so what happens for a lot of women especially, but it happens for men too, yeah. is they start down a path of trying to change their body in order to fit the the ideal. And that, in my experience, most of the people that I work with have tried everything. I mean, they've tried every diet out there. They've you know, they've made, tried to make changes, but mm-hmm. rarely are they sustainable. So, my whole mission is to help people move away from this restrictive thinking, limited thinking about what they have to look like in order to live the big, vibrant life they crave.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I definitely come to terms, you know, with who I am um, and how I do things and how I maintain myself, you know, on the health. On the health kick, um, because I I now have come to the realization that everything is incorporated. My mind, my body, my soul, my spirit um, is everything all together. And I didn't always think like that, but that's all because I was living in havoc before, um, you know. So I love the fact that you incorporate the mindful side of things because you you really have put that research in and have went in depth to understand that it goes beyond just eating the food, you know, it's how you think and how you, you know, react, environments, everything, you know, um, and you, you said it yourself, you know, you were, you know, you call yourself a yo-yo dieter for years, like, you know, what was that like, you know, as far as like over the years and how long did it take you to like really realize that that's what you were doing?
1: Well, I, I think it's so much a part of our culture mm-hmm. that most people don't even recognize how problematic it is. I mean, you think about it. When I was working in an office, everybody was talking about what diet they were on or that bad food or this good food or how they cheated last night or they were going to have to go to the gym to burn off all the bad calories Mm -hmm. they ate. And it's it's so prevalent in our culture that we don't even realize how problematic and disordered it is. It really wasn't until I took a step back. For me, it happened when my kids were born. I thought these little creatures are born with this instinctive ability to make decisions about their eating that are inside out, not outside in. So I was weighing and measuring and counting my food and logging it in and feeling guilty if I ate something bad. My little people would just eat when they were hungry. They knew when they were full. They ate what they loved. If they didn't like it, they weren't interested. And they had this natural, healthy relationship with food. And I wanted that. I knew I must have had that when I was born. So what I do now for people is help them relearn how to manage their eating without all those rules and guilt and restriction and deprivation.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, and, and that that is like pretty much where it ends, you know, with regards to making that shift, right? Um, I don't think people realize how much we have to be intentional in what we think about on a daily, hourly, minute basis. Um, it's so easy to fall back into the default. Um, you know, and like you said, you know, we believe that a lot of things are just normal because we see it so much. We've experienced it so much. We grew up with it like this. Um, so it's like, oh, well, no, it's not abnormal. No, what do you mean? It's, it's not abnormal. Um, you know, I, I, I don't eat pork anymore, um, but I grew up with saying, hey. Good. That's a part of your family. That's part that's what we do. You know, um, that was something that was literally programmed into my mind to believe that it was okay to eat. Um, you know, there's other things that I don't I was always a picky eater. Like I didn't eat fish. I never ate fish. Still don't eat fish to this day, you know. Um, and I was looked at crazy because I didn't eat fish, you know. So I guess there's a, a majority that does, but then when I when I tell you I don't, then I'm looked at crazy, and I don't understand how we ever got to the point of why we are looked at crazy if we don't eat a specific thing or if we don't, you know, do things with our bodies a specific type of way.
1: Yeah, and I and I think that's a, a one of many many examples. So we have we have what I call diet culture, mm-hmm. which is all of these messages around us that, for example that weight equals health, that you can determine somebody's health just by looking at their body. That is incorrect. We have these messages that if you lose weight, then you'll be happy, then you'll be healthy, then you'll have your the partner you've always dreamed of. That is not accurate. People of all sizes can have health and happiness and the partner of their dreams. Right. And messages like all you have to do is eat less and exercise more and you can change your body permanently. You can change your body temporarily, but what we know from the research is that most restrictive diets do not lead to permanent change. And for most people, they lead to exactly what happened to me and many of my clients, which is their weight goes up, their weight goes down, and they spend a tremendous amount of time postponing their lives, waiting for their body to change. And I want to change that. Mm-hmm. that is I love so- what you said about intention. You know, here's the thing. Mindful eating, if you think about a very simple definition, is eating with intention and attention. So purpose and awareness. So what is your purpose for eating? So that's going to help you with every decision that you make. So one of my favorite intentions for eating is I want to feel better when I'm done eating than I did when I started. Okay. So in order to feel better, I probably don't feel that good when I start. I'm hungry. My stomach is growling. I'm not as focused or productive as I could be. I might be a little irritable, nice. although that's not the word my husband uses for it, but you know, right? <laughs> right. So we're, I don't feel that great when I'm, when I'm feeling overly hungry. When I eat, I want to eat something that I enjoy. I want to eat something that's hopefully nourishing. So there's a balance of enjoyment and nourishment. I want to eat it in a way that brings me pleasure, not distracted, eating while I'm working or watching TV or driving. And I want to stop before I'm uncomfortable again. So this simple intention of feeling better when I'm done than I did when I started will guide when i eat what i eat yeah. how i eat it and how much of it i eat yeah. simple idea but it changes everything
0: everything um you know i i i i have this statistic that stays in my head all day long and it's like our brain you know consumes over 50,000 thoughts a day right you know i've seen this and it is literally embedded in my head and it says like 70 to 80% are like negative defaulted thoughts um you know and eating is a part of something that we have to make sure that it's incorporated on a daily basis. And I don't think people really take it serious with regards to just saying, oh, I'm gonna just go grab a burger. But you're going to grab a burger. But then two hours later, you are here. You hear those same person saying, oh, I'm just so tired. I don't know why I just can't, I cannot get off this couch. You know, uh, I'm just gonna lay here, you know, have plans to do something and, you know, completely poop out from it because they're defaulted to staying in that, that struggle you know um and like i said food really to me is linked to negative thinking sometimes because when we are eating in the bad ways how are we disciplining ourselves in any other way because that's what's like you said nourishing our bodies so how are we you know being great this over here when we're not being great on what we consume and how we consume it
1: yeah and i'm and i'm not a good food bad food person anymore that message was a very yeah. strong part of my diet culture. Okay. So I, t- I try to make foods neutral and I try to be rather than in control of what mm-hmm. I'm eating, I want to be in charge of what I'm eating. Okay. okay. A good fit with the way that you coach people, because so much of what we do, as you said, is mindless. So much yes. of what we do is habitual. So being in control means I'm going to follow this big list of rules about what I should and shouldn't do and what's good and bad. Being in charge means that I I know a little bit about nutrition. I know how my body responds. I know what else I've eaten today. I know how I want to feel. I know how certain foods leave me. So it's all inside out rather than trying to follow somebody else's rules about what I should do. It's hard because people don't trust
0: themselves. Yeah, that you was just you took you was thinking what I was thinking because I was
1: (laughs) for me. I mean, like I get it. I did this for so many years. I totally understand. So we don't trust ourselves because when you try to follow a restrictive diet, for example, mm-hmm. maybe it's a low carb or in my day, it used to be low fat diets. Yeah. So when you try to follow some type of a restrictive plan, it's not hard to do. In fact, at the beginning, it feels kind of good. You're finally in control and it's, and it's exciting and you see these changes and you think you can do it forever, but most people do not. Most people find that before long, They're starting to crave the foods they're not allowed to have. They're thinking about the foods they're not allowed to have. They're distracted by eating and when I'm going to eat next. Mm -hmm. Or uh, when I was doing, you know, kind of a point counting plan, I was always thinking about how I could get the most food for the fewest amount of Mm -hmm.
0: points. Yes. What was I thinking
1: about the whole time? (laughs) The point. point. Nothing had changed. Nothing had changed. I was still focused on food and eating. It wasn't until I realized I don't need to be thinking about food all the time. My body will let me know when it needs to be fueled. I've got a built-in fuel gauge that will tell me, okay, Michelle, it's time to get something to eat or it's time to think about getting something to eat. So that's why my company is called Am I Hungry? Because that's one of the first steps to begin to notice. Whenever you feel like eating, just pause for a moment and check in. Ask yourself, am I actually hungry? Because if you're not, then there's some other reason that you feel like eating. And there's another thing to be worked on there.
0: Oh, that is amazing because it makes so much sense, you know. Um, I I love oh, my goodness, sorry about that. Um, I love how you incorporated that because that is where the mindful side comes in. Am I hungry? Right? Am I hungry? Right? Am I hungry? Hmm, am I hungry? You can say it 25 different ways, you know, but it's. love that.
1: I love that. Well, we have some tools that go along with it. So in my coaching or in my training programs, for example, there's, there's a tool called the hunger and fullness scale. So if the answer to, am I hungry is yes, then the hunger and fullness scale will help you figure out how hungry you are, which will help you decide, well, then is this the right time for me to eat? Or how much do I want to order or fix or serve myself? like, again, just what you said earlier, it's these conscious decisions. Mm -hmm. We're not defaulting to habit. We're not eating what we've always served ourselves. We're deciding right now, I'm a little bit hungry, which means I only need a little bit of food. Or here's, here's a more common trigger for eating. We get busy, we ignore hunger, we get overly hungry And then we're so hungry that our brain goes offline. Do you know what I'm talking about? Right? Like uh, eat. We forget that the size of our stomach doesn't change just because we're really, really hungry. (laughs) Paying attention, we will order twice as much food or serve twice as much food. So being really, really hungry doesn't mean that you need more food than usual. It just means you need to eat soon. Yeah.
0: Oh man, look, let me get my pen and paper and just (laughs) because I'm telling you, like that, that it just makes so much sense, you know. Um, I always well I've been lately you know really just been focusing on that but you've got to really take it it's a couple layers that's involved you know what I'm saying with that and I think that's where you know sometimes the slack will come in because we don't want to take that extra. we don't want to maybe go on that extra floor you know we're worried we stay on the first floor with it and we we got to go maybe to the third or fourth you know to kind of incorporate that you know so it's like man that that makes perfect sense and like that's something that I'm actually going to incorporate um because I you know I have my own style and way of you know keeping myself down and keeping numbers down um you know I was you know pre-diabetic but you know my numbers are looking better you know with the journey that I'm on so I'm proud of myself but there's always ways you know that we can incorporate other ways of growing you know, our awareness with that. So, you know, that's definitely a tool that I definitely will be utilizing. So I definitely appreciate you for sharing that and sharing it with the audience as well. Cause Hey, if y'all not listening, it's the holiday time, you know, um, we are, you know, coming up on, you know, we're, as we're recording this, you know, it's getting close to Thanksgiving time. And, you know, that's something that's important because, We feel like that. Oh, even when you're dieting, everything's out the window now. I hear people, you know, even my clients will say, you know, the week of Thanksgiving, I'm going off my diet and I'm eating, you know, whatever I want to eat, however I want to eat. And it's just like, no, you know, we can't. You can eat it, but it's time to incorporate the mindfulness into that.
1: Yeah. Thank you for saying that because that was the biggest shift for me personally. Mm -hmm. And that's the shift that I work with my clients on. So when I was dieting, I was either on the diet or off the diet. Actually, I have a little prop here that I love to use because <laughs> you go dieting, right?
0: Oh so yes.
1: On the diet, following all the rules, trying to be good, or you're off the diet, right? You're you're getting ready for vacation. You're on vacation. It's Thanksgiving, and you're or you're getting ready to go into Thanksgiving, and now here's the holidays. I'll go back on my diet on January first. Yes this up and down and up and down, it doesn't work because a yo-yo doesn't stop in the middle. It's always either on its way up or on its way down. And that's what happens to people. They're either on their going on their diet or they're coming off their diet. So what I did, and I think you'll appreciate this as a mindset coach is I changed the model altogether Mm. So instead of a yo-yo think of a pendulum. Okay. So you might sometimes eat more than you usually would, or you might sometimes be more cautious. So each of us ends up being able to find an arc that's a perfect fit for us. You have prediabetes. you've made some decisions about your eating that are working for you. Maybe another person is training for a 5K and so they've got a, a, a set of plans. Maybe they have certain religious or dietary preferences. So, mindful eating isn't about me, the expert, telling you what to do. My job is to help you become the expert in yourself. Yes. So you never have to go on or off your diet again, no matter whether it's Thanksgiving or vacation or stress or pandemic or whatever. You are always just making conscious decisions about your eating. And frankly, sometimes
0: that means eating a couple of chocolate chip cookies if you want period hey i love that hey oh my god doc you just broke that down in the most dopest way like if y'all are watching great but if you ain't on the podcast you need to check the youtube out so you can catch the whole analytic of that because that pendulum is right you know and it's what's for you you know we are individuals for a reason um you know i and i i became a mindset coach because i wanted us to find what's best for us you know what's our values you know and that's down to the core because a lot of us don't even know our surface cells let alone our core cells um and you know so it's like oh my god like that just breaks it right down because what works for you ain't gonna work for me what works for me is not gonna work for her or him you know, um, but just be mindful of self that's, right. that's, um, that's right. being incorporated on every level.
1: Well, and what's wonderful about the work that I love so much is is oftentimes at some point within a few weeks, a few months, somebody will say, you know, this work really wasn't about the food, was it? I'm like, no, <laughs> it wasn't about the food. It's about how we do everything. Right. Yeah. Because we often tend to think in extremes of being good, being bad. Doing the right thing? Ah, forget it. Saving money? splurging. I mean, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. There is a middle place that works better for most people and it's just a matter of discovering what works for you. Now, I say that, I make it sound easy. I I get at least most of the people who come to work with me have difficult relationships with food Mm -hmm. and we've got some layers to peel back. Right. That's where the fun, that's where the fun occurs when they suddenly realize they are never gonna have to go on another diet again. They're never gonna have to restrict and deprive themselves of the foods that they love. Remember my book series is called Mm -hmm. Eat What You Love, Love What You Eat. And I swear I ought to add a parenthesis that says, and eat what loves you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I, think, I think it's really just about learning yourself, as you said, and learning to understand that the experts outside of you, they don't know you. Mm-hmm. It's really about learning to or relearning how to trust yourself again. Yeah.
0: I do. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, um, and that is an, an overall, as a whole. Um, you know what? I, because what I believe is, um, once you focus on the inner side of self, everything else is going to fall into place for you. Um, it's going to be easier for you to make those, you know, reconditioning decisions, um, realigning yourself with what's going to work for you, um, refocusing your priorities on you. First, you know, you know, and I know you probably talk to them as well. You know, people that will put themselves last on the priority list. You know, and that you know, because I I can only imagine the amount of reasons that you have heard, you know, and seen people with regards to eating. I I can only imagine that's pretty high.
1: It's it's huge, and and it's different for every person. Mm -hmm. So. If it, it just in broad strokes, we can think about physical triggers like pain or being tired or being thirsty. We can think about environmental triggers like advertising or the presence of food or being at a ball game or a party or a, mm-hmm. or a celebration, a holiday event. And I think the biggest challenge for many people are their emotional triggers, whether they're eating because they're happy and celebrating or rewarding themselves or because they're sad, mad, glad, stressed or bored. What, what people think they need to do is go on some kind of a diet to stop doing that. But here's the thing, eating because you're sad, mad, glad, stressed or bored is just an attempt to feel better. And if you can learn the language of emotions and start to learn how to understand what your emotions are telling you, you need, Then you can figure out, oh, it's not about not eating, it's about figuring out how to meet my true needs better so that when I do eat because I'm hungry and that's my need, then I can enjoy my food freely. And most important, I'm now meeting my true needs. So now I take, I'm taking better care of myself. I'm practicing self-care. I'm setting boundaries with difficult people. I'm seeking work that I really feel passionate about and so on and so forth. So I think really it is, it really isn't about the food. It's about learning a way to manage our eating to create more space for living.
0: Yes, absolutely. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, oh listen if y'all didn't ain't had no pen and paper right here right now as you are listening to this i I, i'm gonna need y'all to say the episode because she has definitely dropped some gems today um you know as we move forward to the holidays the end of the year you know we've got thanksgiving christmas for those that may celebrate um you know i know historically for me, it is a time to get together with family, cook a bunch of food, um, you know, things like that. Any tips or guides, the guidelines maybe that you would want to throw out to anyone, you know, moving forward with that to, you know, make them even try to begin the art of mindful thinking with that.
1: I, I think specifically as it relates to the holidays, but it's actually true in our culture in general, have an abundance mindset there is plenty of food. You can make turkey any time of year. You can have a cookie any time of year. So instead of going into a scarcity mindset of I have to eat it all now, this is my only chance, focus on the real purpose of the holidays, which is to connect with your family and friends, to celebrate, and make food the background music. A beautiful, enjoyable part of it, but not the center of everything. When you begin to eat because you're hungry and you begin to eat because you want to feel better when you're done than you did when you started, you don't need to weigh, measure, or count your food or avoid the stuffing because it's high in carbs. You eat a little of this, a little of that. What did you like the most? Go get a little bit more of that. That wasn't that great. I'm not eating it just because it's on my plate. (laughs) It becomes a very conscious decision-making process that frees up your brain space to really focus on your family and friends.
0: I love it. I love it. I appreciate this today so much. Um, It has given me so much insight. um, And there are things that I'm going to be implementing immediately. Um, You know, as I said, um, I'm really pushing this. You know, we're not waiting till the new year to begin to make changes. Um, You know, that happy new year, new me. um, Let's start that today. You know, let's not wait until the new year to say we're going to make changes. Um, I'm really wanting us to begin those changes now because we know we need to make the changes. So there's no need of us waiting another couple of weeks, couple months to, you know, make that happen. So um, I definitely appreciate your resources today. Um, They are definitely, definitely going to be beneficial to me and I'm pretty sure some other listeners out there as well. So it's been definitely a dope thing thing. Um, let them know where they can find you. Um, I've got your website scrolling at the bottom, but let them know you know, as far as what you got upcoming, any events, and please tell them where they can get your book book series, wow. rather, sorry. Wow, yeah,
1: absolutely. So our website is amihungry.com. So A-M-I-H-U-N-G-R-Y.com. And I'll tell you, if you'll add a slash, Chapter one, C-H-A-P-T-E-R, and the number one, you can download the first chapter of eat what you love, love what you eat for nice. free. And what it has is a the mindful eating cycle, which is all the decisions that I talked about. I just kind of was throwing them mm-hmm. out there. but It's actually a very organized, structured way to remember them so that you can use them as you're making decisions at Thanksgiving nice. and any time of the year. Nice. So if you get that if you get that chapter, it'll put you in our newsletter list and we send out a free article every week. And we, and we let people know about upcoming events. We have a mindful eating trip to Tanzania. We're going to go on safari.
0: Oh, my and, gosh.
1: Yeah, and we have a, a mindful eating for binge eating retreat coming up in Scottsdale, Arizona in the spring. And then I do a virtual support community ongoing. So that's that newsletter is a great way to find those events. But even if you just want to kind of check it out. We, you get an article every week free. So I think it's, it's a fun way to start your toe into mindful eating.
0: Absolutely. Um, Listen, guys, I have checked out our website. She has so many resources. um, They're available. um, And like she said, for free, um, you know, when you are in the purpose of wanting to, you know, better someone, you know, everything else follows suit. And she definitely has it in her heart. Um, I love your purpose. Please keep it going. Um, Please. We need you out here. We definitely need you out here. And I um, need
1: you. I need you because you help share your message and my message with your audience. And and it's it's just such a beautiful collaboration to be able to you. work with passionate women.
0: Absolutely. I, I can ditto that to the 10th degree. Um, I appreciate you being here. Um, it definitely was a privilege um, so, so much. Y'all know where y'all can find me at. Y'all know the... Up, Upgraded Mindsets.life is pretty much where you can find everything I got going on Um, You can pretty much check out me on social media at coach k-a-y-w-d-s Y'all know where I'm at. I hope y'all have subscribed to the channel by now Um, But if not go ahead and click that button and again favorite us on your favorite streaming platform You know, we are everywhere. So I appreciate you guys so much Miss Doc Michelle. Thanks so much for being here again. Um, We will definitely touch base again soon. Um, Stay great with everything that you've got going on here in the future. And until next time, you guys, we'll talk to you later. Bye.